Hi, I'm Tom Griffith, and welcome to the Greater Formation and Power podcast. Here we'll discuss topics and practices that will help you deepen your intimacy with God the Father, exercise your authority in Jesus the Son, and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in God's truth and intimacy and power. We need all three strands working together in our lives because we believe that nothing else will actually do. Hi everybody, I'm excited to be with you today and today I'd like to focus our attention first on the following question. Do you feel like you're getting good traction in your life? If you're not, there could be a number of reasons why not, but today I'd like to focus on the idea of alignment and boldness. To get good traction, we need to be aligned with our design from heaven, with our placement where God has put us, and with the purposes for which he created us. Today, within that sphere of alignment, I'd particularly like to emphasize spiritual gifts or the functions that God has placed in us by his spirit for life. That gives us traction. The other night I was talking about this topic with some friends and I asked, you know, we we shared um, different power tools that have been helpful in our lives. And and one person shared the the value of a power toothbrush, you know, an electric toothbrush. Just that battery-charged toothbrush upped their game of uh, brushing their teeth to a whole new level. Well, that's kind of what spiritual gifts do. They're manifestations of the Holy Spirit that up our human game to a whole new level. Well, today I'd like to talk about what some would call the ascension gifts or the apest spiritual gifts that are described in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 13. In those gifts, it says that God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds or pastors, and teachers. They're called the apes gifts because those are the first letters of each one of those five gifts. But they're also called the ascension gifts because it's described in that passage that is when Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave these gifts to people. Now, let me give a little theological background for this. Some would say that the book of Ephesians is Paul's constitutional identity document for the church. Paul's constitutional identity document for the church. See, they say that because this letter was broadly addressed. It was to be circulated to other churches, and it wasn't really addressing any particular issues or problems that were surfacing in churches. Instead, Paul was kind of depositing the DNA understanding into the church in its foundation. The first three chapters of Ephesians are deep theology, and the following three chapters, 4, 5, and 6, are the practicalities or the implications or the applications of that theology. If you had one book to describe the foundation of the church, Ephesians would be a good one. There's other ones, like the book of Romans, that could be powerful, but Ephesians is could be called the constitutional identity document. 
In the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 16, some would say that could be seen as the purpose statement for all spiritual gifts. Now, spiritual gifts or enablements are described in Romans 12. Some would call those the motivational gifts. In 1 Corinthians 12, some would call those the force multipliers or the kingdom or the power gifts. And then also 1 Peter chapter 4. But in Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 16, we see the purpose of the gifts, the purpose of these, particularly these five gifts of apostolic gifts, um, prophetic gifts, evangelistic gifts, shepherding gifts, and teaching gifts are for the purpose of equipping or preparing people. For what? For service or ministry. Service and ministry are the same word in Greek. They could be translated either way. So these this enablement of God were given to equip or prepare people to serve or to do ministry. But not just to serve or to do ministry, toward the end of building up the body or the community of Christ. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, some people would say to build up the church. But, you know, the how we're defining church these days is uh, a way that I feel better using the idea of community of Christ because the word ecclesia, which is a word for church, I see it more uh, as it was originally used by Jesus is more to equip leaders to take their place in the world to release the government, the purposes, the will of God, the kingdom of God on earth. So these spiritual gifts are to equip and prepare people for service and ministry, to build the community of Christ, to be able to release the will of God on the earth for three things, for unity, for maturity, and for love. The release of love on the planet, the maturing of people, and the unity of those who believe. We see in that chapter that there's one body and one faith built through the grace of God. So this is a lot of theology underpinning what I want to talk about today. But that grace of God, that charis is the is word in Greek for grace, charis, where we get charismata, which is spiritual gift, where we get the idea of the charismatic church, the church that believes in the gifts of the Spirit. The grace of God, the charismata, is, a, I like to define it as a steady supply or an infusion of divine resource, revelation, or power. So the spir- spiritual gifts are the st- uh, are released through the grace of God, which is a steady supply, an infusion of divine revelation or resource or power. Spiritual gifts are manifestations. They're demonstrations of the Holy Spirit himself. They're not just categories, and they're certainly not things that you own. They are abilities that come through the Holy Spirit as he releases who he is on the earth. Now, when we consider these ascension gifts or these apes gifts, 
I, I want to touch just a little bit of the history of how that's been understood. So from the time of the beginning of the church, 2,000 years ago, until about in the 1800s, really the, in the leadership of the church, there was primarily the pastoral and the teaching gifts, or the shepherding and teaching gifts. Um, in many settings, the idea of the apostolic, the prophetic, and the evangelistic was downplayed if received at all. In the 1800s, there was what was what arose, what was called the modernary, I mean, the modern missionary movement, and that really the word for missionary is a sent one, which is the same word, the idea for apostle. So it's like uh, the apostolic was raised up, but but specifically in the idea of going to other cultures as missionaries. And so that was a great move of God, started missions from really uh, from Salem, Massachusetts, at least in the West. In the 1900s, we see the uh, Pentecostal movement uh, emerging in Azusa Street in California or in uh, the Welsh Revival in 1905. <clears throat> the Pentecostal movement was now a release of these five gifts, but they were described as a five-fold gift that was really only in uh, regards to church leadership, kind of like a, a, a super level of gifting, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, but it was five-fold ministry leader gifts. But in the 2000s, in the last 20 years, particularly in the last 15 years or so, there's been an understanding, I think, a, of great benefit that these apest or ascension gifts are not just for the super leaders of the church, but they're actually in all believers. That the, that Jesus is the fulfillment or he is the completion of all of those gifts. Jesus is the one sent from the Father to the earth. He came to release the kingdom of God in new measure. Not only is he the apostolic, he's also the prophetic voice of God. Moses described that there would come one like him, but who would be a prophet of all prophets, listen to him. He expresses the heart and the purposes of God. Not only that, he is the evangelist. He is the good news. He is the good news. Jesus is the shepherd. He's the shepherd of your soul, of your life. And Jesus is the ultimate teacher. So the apest gifts can be summarized or fulfilled in the person of Jesus, but not only there, his body, his people, are a manifestation of the apest, of those ascension gifts. So those gifts are within the whole body of Christ, and we tend to have a mixture of expressions of the Holy Spirit expressed through those particular five enablements. Some would even say that those uh, the apest is part of the image of God that's in all people, and that when we become believers and the Holy Spirit enters and magnifies in our life, those gifts become activated, engaged in much greater level, at least on a vertical level, but on a horizontal level, they are applicable to all human beings. Well, let me tell you what I mean. I know this a lot, and I'm packing a lot in here. You might want to listen to it more than once if this is new concepts to you, if these are new concepts. These enablements, these uh, gifts or abilities from God, I want to define them a little bit in terms of a vertical dimension and a horizontal dimension. We need both of them. 
We want to operate in both of them, but we will have tendencies that will lead us particularly on a vertical level or in a horizontal level. That'll make sense in a moment. But the more we grow in both, the more powerful that gifting, that expression of the Holy Spirit will be on the earth. So apostles, God gave some to be apostles. Christ gave some to be apostles. That can be defined as sent ones, pioneers, new ground, they're groundbreakers. They ignite things and multiply. They're entrepreneurs. They, they break molds. They develop new systems. On the vertical level, the apostolic is opening new territories for the kingdom of God. That's why I relate it to a missionary kind of call, opening new territories or lands. But it could also be opening new forms, systems, structures, uh, developing things like um, um, new ways to reach areas, new ways of, in a sense, doing business, breaking the molds and mindsets. They go into an area and ignite faith in fresh ways. The apostolic is about movement. So on a vertical level, it's about movement in the kingdom of God. On the horizontal level, it could be about starting new businesses, starting uh, new ways of doing things in school or in, in anything being, you know, where there's a breakthrough, where there's a multiplying, like whoever founded McDonald's in that process or schools or things that multiply on the earth, they're usually started with an entrepreneurial, we'd call it an entrepreneurial spirit. But in this realm, it'd be a horizontal application of that kind of apostolic. You may be somebody who moves in the apostolic in the business realm or even some other sphere, or you could be one who God uses to open up new territories in the kingdom of God, recognizing that about yourself. Even when I say it or share those things, something kind of percolates within you. The next gifting described is the prophetic. Prophets are people who speak God's heart or God's desire. They speak and are concerned about or speak into or fight for justice. They confront darkness. They challenge systems. They call people or peoples to holiness. They set people free. They're worshipers or prayers, intercessors. So on the vertical level, the prophets are concerned about the heart or the intent of God. What does God want to do? On a horizontal level, they're concerned about justice and what it looks like to be fair and upright and equitable on the earth. So you may have a burden in that area of your life. That's where I particularly am burdened, and mine is predominantly in the vertical realm. I, I'm just obsessed with what God might be saying and what he wants to do. I want to help to set people free in the spiritual realm. But there's also a, a concern for me that things be fair on the earth and equitable. The third gifting mentioned of the evangelists, those are the ones who speak good news. They're storytellers. They tend to be uh, and very concerned about transformation and testimony. They're, they have a contagious nature to them. When they share a story, others want to share that story of what they heard. They're the inviters. The, they're the convincers, the conveners. They're the recruiters or the salespeople. On a vertical level, they share the good news of and all its implications 
the good news of Jesus and the kingdom of God and the freedom and what that means to be transformed. On the horizontal level, they, they're salespeople. They share whatever. They're the newest uh, coffee cup that they've found or the newest product or they tend to be people who love to do sales. If that's part of how God's gifted you on the vertical, it's about the kingdom of God. On the horizontal, it's just good news about things in the world. You want to be involved in both, if that's your gifting particularly. The fourth is the shepherds or the pastors. Same word again. Pastor, it could be translated shepherd. They're kind of the relational glue to a group or to the church. They're about community and hospitality, love, kindness, helping others grow, heal, recover, improve. They are the caretakers within the body of Christ, helping people be incorporated and find their place and find their place of service. But if it's not on that vertical level of Christians, it on the earthly level is they're the ones who are the caregivers in the community or the social workers or the uh, conveners that, that help people grow in those spheres. And finally, the teachers, that's the easiest one for us to understand. But on the vertical level, they're the ones who they, they speak about the truth and knowledge of the things of God, perspective and concepts that are true from the word of God, insight and practical application. So they make the concepts, the, the truth, applicable. And uh, on the ho horizontal level, they're working about continually making truth clear and applicable in life. So the question is, what, what do we do with this? How do we understand it? And I'd encourage you to possibly consider doing some more research about it. The reason I bring it up in this podcast and in this series of Greater Formation and Power is this is part of the power of God. Spiritual gifts are manifestations of His Spirit moving through you for the benefit of others. Spiritual gifts are what we offer to others, power from heaven to benefit others. Now, there's another thing that I want to mention. And that is in uh, Galatians chapter 5, we see a list of what's called the fruit of the Spirit. And sometimes that's misunderstood. The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 says, has just nine words. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Sometimes people view those things as simply character qualities that we must work at and develop by our own striving, but they are not, that's not what they are. They too are manifestations of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, when we, when we recognize that, we align our life with what God's doing to build and to grow the fruit of the Spirit in our life. That's very similar, actually, to how spiritual gifts operate. Spiritual gifts, we align our lives with how God is moving in us in those particular giftings, and we mature. First, we recognize that this is how God kind of generally operates through us, and we, and we exercise that for the benefit of others. And when we do that, and then when we do it more consistently, we start 
to be recognized. Others start to bring people to us because of that function. So again, I would see myself as primarily a prophetic teacher. People tend to bring others to me to pray for them, to get a, a sense of discernment or insight for them and to make things clear. That's why I am a coach to help people get clear and to take bold steps into their future. That's an effort of me to align my life direction with that spiritual enablement or gifting. But the fruit of the Spirit is how we do it, what it looks like for the, for the kingdom of God to be manifest through me. What does it look like? Looks like love. Looks like peace. Patience. <laughs> Those are not things that easily combine well with the prophetic. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Gentleness. Faithfulness self-control. Sometimes people separate the uh, spiritual gifts from the fruit of the Spirit, and they'll either bring them both into the natural realm and say like, okay, the fruit of the Spirit, we're going to work those character traits into our life by repetition and by building and working and kind of white-knuckling it to become more mature. And in that case, they tend to discount the power of God of spiritual gifts. Others, on the other extreme, love to hear about or see or even exercise the power of the Holy Spirit, but they negate the importance of the power of those giftings to be incorporated with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And it's about just the power without the maturing and the loving and the whole orb of the fruit of the Spirit. We want to walk in both. Well, let me start to land the plane. What one or two of those apest ascension gifts are primary for, for you so that you can understand how you best function? Are you one who opens up new territory? Are you one who is obsessed with knowing what God wants to do and praying and bringing the heart of God into a situation? Are you more a good newser wherever you are as an evangelist? Are you a shepherd caregiver or are you a teacher or a mixture of those things? Because I was in ministry as a pastor for 35 years, I kind of function in a lot of those, but my primary ones are those, is that uh, prophetic and teaching. My evangelism, part of how I do evangelism, how I release the good news of God, is by talking to people and getting a chance to pray with them or for them, and God releases power. That's how that happens through me. And I love to prophetically uh, teach and equip the apostolic people to take new territory. That's one of my very favorite things in life. So as you recognize which ones, which one or two of those things become a dominant function in your life, it helps you to align your life. So what one or two of those might be particularly valuable to you or resonate with you? And when you get clear on that, I want to encourage you to to learn more about it. You may want to read some things by Alan Hirsch. Uh, his last name is spelled H-I-R-S-C-H. He wrote a book particularly um, 
5-Q, and he's saying the five-fold ministry quotient or the five-fold gifting quotient. So we have IQ, EQ, and then he's titling this book 5-Q, and that could give you a whole lot of background or understanding about those things. So learn more. Thirdly, you want to start exercising and positioning yourself to operate in those ways, calling upon God's strength and enablement for you to perform those kind of functions. Go with it. Be bold with it. Learn more about it. Get around others who move in those uh, giftings. And remember the fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I hope that you'll find this beneficial for you. Again, what I want, what we're after is spiritual formation and power. This is part of the power and how to align for the spirit to form you to walk into that power more. You may, if you are um, <clears throat> listening to this uh, sometime before mid-September of 2021, you may be interested. I will be doing a three-month course training. I've done it for over 25 years, but now I've brought it all together and I'm doing it online for the last last year and this year. Um, it's called Release the Resources of Heaven. And with it, it's a pretty powerful training um, that you get, you know, a hundred page workbook and me teaching you by videos and meeting with you in a group every week and meeting with you once a month. If that's something you'd really like to give yourself to, to learn how to share the gospel in the 2020s, to pray for people, to release God's blessing, to pray prophetic prayers, to be used of God, to heal people physically, emotionally, spiritually. That training is really significant. If you're interested in learning more about that, go to releasetheresourcesofheaven.com. Releasetheresourcesofheaven.com. There's a simple eight-minute video there, and if it's something you'd like to apply for, there's a way that you can set up and we can do a little talk about, about that. But again, today, I want to encourage you again, are you walking in traction in your life? It could be that you need to walk in an alignment with your spiritual gifting. That you, as you do that, the power of God and the focus of God becomes more clear. And you may want to consider the equipping of that class. Whatever the case, have a great day. It's been wonderful getting a chance to share this with you. I hope you find it beneficial. Bye-bye. <music>